Hello, thank you so much for putting value-driven life in your ear. I'm your host, Coach Chris McMahon, and we today are going to talk about like a hot topic, a super hot topic, because there's been a lot of research actually that just came out um, about it. But what we are going to talk about is if fasting is the answer. Now, fasting is a really popular trend, especially because there are a lot of folks who write about it, a lot of influencers on social media who follow a fasting lifestyle or an ancestral lifestyle. I want to dive into it. And first, before we get to the details, I'm going to let you know of my experience with fasting. Now, I am someone who has a history of trying the latest diet trends. I I really have. I've pretty much tried a lot of them. And it has a lot to do with my diabetes. Uh, I, I was always looking for the way to be as healthy as possible, to live as long as I can because of my autoimmune disease um, and my pancreas that doesn't work. Now, in the time I've been in the fitness industry, there have been a lot of things to come and to go, and I would hop on bandwagons. But I'm happy to say at this point in my career and my life, I understand that finding balance is much more important than finding flash, uh, finding things that are super sexy and fancy. The most important thing is finding balance within your life. So fasting might work for some folks and might not work for others. I'll let you know, in 2016, I noticed that a few of my fitness friends had taken up intermittent fasting. So I was a little jealous (laughs) that they were getting healthier while having butter in their coffee. And thanks to the rising popularity of bulletproof coffee, this is most likely why everyone had it, right? Who doesn't want coconut oil and uh, grass-fed butter in their coffee? It's pretty delicious, right? So just like that, I decided to start following a 16-8 fast regimen. So a 16-8 fast is pretty straightforward. It's 16 hours without eating and an 8-hour eating window. A lot of folks practice this. So the first few days weren't too bad, right? It really wasn't bad. And I was training a few clients in New York City at the time. So I would wake up early, catch a bus to go into the city, and I would sip on my buttery coffee, and I would ignore my hunger, right? I would ignore it. That That's kind of what it is. That's kind of the downside. You do have to ignore your hunger. And I would train clients and eat my first meal around 1 p.m. And the thing I would use to judge if this was a good idea or not a good idea was my blood sugar, and it pretty much stayed stable. And if I got hungry, I would sip on more coffee, right? So I was I was sipping on a lot of coffee, and one of the claims that uh, David Asprey of, of Bulletproof Coffee, Bulletproof Everything, meets is that if you are having the coconut oil and the fat from the butter, the caffeine is slowly released and doesn't make you as jittery. If you're drinking a crap ton of coffee, you're going to be jittery. It does not matter the fat content of it. You will still be jittery. I'm sorry. So this went on for months, right? Months. That's I'm very stubborn. I was not happy and I was still doing this. But anyway, I noticed a few trends while doing this. I would wake up hungry and go to bed hungry, right? I, I'm generally a lean uh, person. I exercise a lot too, and going to bed hungry and waking up hungry really wasn't the best thing for me. Usually if you're going to bed hungry, it's going to affect your sleep. Usually if you 
like true hunger. This wasn't me having a craving, like I was hungry. And then I would wake up hungry. And usually that means you're in some sort of calorie deficit. And again, not the goal, not what I wanted. So I tried to eat enough during my eight hour eating window, but cutting out an entire meal made that really challenging, like really, really challenging. And there's only so many protein shakes and et cetera that I could have, right? Uh, another thing I noticed is I was pretty grumpy, right? And a lot of this had to do with the fact I was hungry all the time, right? I was hangry. I was miserable to be around, right? Another thing I noticed, my workout performance suffered. Right. I usually worked out first thing in the morning, but I was always hungry, so it was not ideal. I had to shift around my workout schedule. I would try to work out right before eating, uh, right before eating lunch, and that only made it worse. Right. It it just wasn't wasn't a great thing. And then perhaps one of the biggest markers for me was getting blood work back and seeing my cholesterol was sky high. Right. Super high, which is not great for anyone, but as a type one diabetic, really not something that you want to see. And I'm pretty sure adopting some of the advice from David Asprey didn't do me any favors, right? Right. He, the Bulletproof Diet has a lot of things that were not approved, right? He's one of the folks who says kale is one of the worst things you could possibly eat because it has X or Y in it. And, all right. So butter and coconut oil in my coffee every day were a lot of calories coming from fat, not to mention the need to eat grass-fed beef, lots of salmon and eggs, None of those things are inherently bad. However, if the diet is generally high in saturated fat, regardless of how good fat is good for you, too much of anything isn't going to do wonders for your total cholesterol, your triglycerides, and those are the things that were kind of abnormally high for me, especially because certain fruits and veggies were limited. So the amount of fiber I would normally get because I would eat a variety of things was kind of cut down too. And... Perhaps the final straw in my fasting hat was the day I tried going for a 24-hour fast. Now, I've done 24-hour fast since then, uh, usually just to check in on my uh, diabetes and my blood sugar and uh, the insulin pump I wear, and it's been fine. But the thing that made this really hard was doing a whole regular week of fasting, training, and getting poor sleep due to hunger. So I stopped fasting because I was miserable doing it. And I didn't enjoy following rules that allowed me to ignore my hunger. I started fasting because I thought it would make me healthier and improve my insulin sensitivity. Those are both things that can be covered by eating a balanced diet, getting more sleep, drinking enough water, going for walks, and exercising. So there are a lot of folks who love fasting and have seen benefits like weight loss. However, many folks claim it's the best way to lose weight and that you can increase your longevity due to its anti-aging properties. Now, only if it was that easy. So to clear things up, here, here, here's a little more information about fasting, right? So there are several styles of fasting. There are several styles that you can, that you can follow, right? There's time-restricted eating, which is fasting every day for about 12 hours or longer, uh, and eating within the remaining hours. Now, this can mean eating two meals or more based on your eating habits. A popular example of time-restricted feeding is the 16-8 fast, which calls for 16 hours a day without eating uh, and an eight-hour eating window. Another version of the fast is 24-hour fast, and that's simply not eating for 24 hours and drinking water. Or in most of these, drinking water, having coffee, green tea. Generally, caffeine helps curb uh, hunger, right? 
it's not a great thing to practice probably uh alternating day fast or alternate day fasting is fasting every other day it could be up to 24 hours or eating at most 500 calories on fasting days now any of these options will result in weight loss due to caloric restriction for example if you're usually a late night snacker but are following a 16-8 fast you suddenly eliminate a chunk of extra calories right because you can't eat after a certain time and the kitchen is no longer allowed to happen it's off limits it doesn't matter if you're hungry if you want to be healthy according to these forms of uh eating you have to fast right will this stop you from snacking all the time no especially during your eating window if you're hungry as it is and you're not having balanced meals you're going to snack more will it help you stop late night snacking if you stop fasting no fasting is just another method for reducing calories and if your goal is weight loss then entering a calorie deficit and maintaining it is crucial however if your goal is to be healthier should you fast right that's what a lot of the claims are now there have been quite a few books and social media influencers that claim fasting will fix most of your nutrition and wellness problems truth is most of the research has been conducted using mice. And unfortunately, you and I are humans. What works for animals doesn't necessarily translate into the human body. In fact, a 2015 review looked at intermittent fasting and metabolic health, and it noted there are little or no published data linking intermittent fasting regimens with clinical outcomes such as diabetes, cardiovascular disease, cancer, or other chronic diseases such as Alzheimer's. Okay. So this review basically was like, hey, we wish it did, but there has been no published data linking to any of those things being improved simply due to fasting. Research also looked at the benefits of alternate day fasting, right? A lot of research looks at that. However, most of those studies tend to be really short. And one of the popular one is usually a Ramadan related fasting, uh, which is a holiday, a religious holiday where folks don't eat or drink water from, I believe it's sunup to sundown, but that's 30 days, right? So it's too short to be conclusive. These studies, studies like these need to be multi-year studies to actually be aware or know of their true health promoting benefits. And that's the problem with things such as this, because it's really hard to stick to and most likely long-term would not be too healthy. Um, just my opinion, again, not what the reason. Okay, that, that one is my opinion. Uh, another popular term lumped in with fasting is autophagy. Autophagy. Autophagy is the body's cleaning of damaged cells to regenerate newer, healthier cells. Autophagy. I'm just saying it now. I kind of like saying it. Uh, you can think of this as like the anti-aging idea, right? And that's why it sounds so darn appealing. Like who doesn't want to live forever, right? Now, the suggested fast length to achieve best results is around two to four days of fasting in animals, right? That 48-hour mark in animals works well for them. Reducing calories allows the body to undergo this process. And again, many of these studies, many, many, involved animals, particularly rodents. And there are no conclusive studies on humans indicating an optimal fasting period to achieve autophagy, right? There's just, there's, there's none. So funny enough, autophagy is happening in your body right now. 
right? It just happens in our body. It naturally happens. And doing health-promoting activities like exercising, eating a balanced diet, going for walks, and getting enough sleep all help. So there's no need to do a multi-day fast in your attempts to live longer. Because again, there's no conclusive studies indicating an optimal fasting period to have this happen. So you could be pretty darn healthy without fasting. But what about weight loss, right? Because there have been a lot of folks who claim, okay, the best way to lose weight is through fasting, right? In obese individuals. So there have been quite a few studies done trying to see if any style of fasting, if any style of fasting is more effective for weight loss. But like I mentioned earlier, Fasting is just another method for reducing calories. And if your goal is weight loss, then entering a calorie deficit and maintaining it is crucial. Now, a recent randomized study came out titled Calorie Restriction with or Without, two, uh, without Time Restricted Eating in Weight Loss. Okay, so this study randomly inside 139 patients with obesity to time-restricted eating as in, as in fasting, right? With calorie restriction or daily calorie restriction alone. So time-restricted feeding with intermittent fasting. So as in they had a specific amount of calories that they had to stick to due to this time-restricted eating window or just simply being in a calorie deficit and maintaining this number. Now, at the end of one year, they did this for a full one year, they concluded a regimen of time-restricted eating was not more beneficial with regard to reduction in body weight, body fat, or metabolic risk factors than calorie, daily calorie restriction. In other words, you can achieve the same thing by entering a calorie deficit at a more slow rate without having to cut meals out. You could just simply follow a daily calorie restriction to receive weight loss at a pretty sustainable rate because your ability to adhere to a caloric deficit is key. And it doesn't matter if you're fasting or not fasting. It just happens to be more challenging for someone to stick with restricted eating windows versus finding balance and tracking calories. That is uh, what a study did on um, the effectiveness of intermittent fasting and time-restricted feeding compared to continuous energy restriction for weight loss. That is what the study was titled. Um, they basically found that it's really hard for folks to stick long-term with fasting, and it's much easier to actually enter a caloric deficit when you reach your goal rate, work your way back up to calorie maintenance, right? And then maintain, right? For having this cyclic nature is, 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 again, important to understand and to have. So here are reasons why you might decide to fast, right? After hearing all of this, you might decide to fast because you don't wake up hungry or enjoy breakfast. I think you are not cool if you don't enjoy breakfast, but that's just me. I love breakfast. Uh, you do a great job of eating balanced meals, right? You're already doing a great job of balancing your meals, having uh, a plethora of nutrient-dense meals, and you're, you're, you're really fully satisfied from those, right? You do a great job of recognizing hunger and fullness signal, right? You're not ignoring them. You're aware of them. You know what it is. You, you, you don't have scarcity mindset when it comes to food based off feelings of hunger, right? We don't have that going on. You, you've got that down, 
right? You've mastered that, right? And you tend not to snack between meals. The reason you don't snack between meals is because, again, you are recognizing hunger and fullness signals, and you do a great job of eating balanced meals, which should hold hold you over. You shouldn't you shouldn't need to snack a lot if you are eating enough. So here's why you might not want to fast. You enjoy breakfast, right? You enjoy that meal, so why cut it out? You have a hard time balancing your plate, right? You 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 really don't know how to skew your plate in a way that that packs in the amount of nutrients uh, that you actually need for your goals. That's a biggie. Because if you're having a hard time balancing your plate, then this next one will happen. You frequently snack between meals. And if you frequently snack between meals, you know, you're usually going for things that are highly palatable and aren't deliberate snacks that have like a protein and a carb or protein and a fat or pro basically protein, um, right? You're not going for those things like a piece of fruit and some, some, uh, some deli meat or maybe some blueberries and Greek yogurt, right? Those are, those are dense with protein. You have your fiber in there. You have uh, all these different things that you could grab, but you're not going for those things, right? And on top of this, you might not be great at acknowledging hunger and fullness. So if you're not great at awareing, uh, acknowledging your hunger and fullness and you're practicing something like fasting, you're only teaching yourself further to ignore your hunger and fullness cues, which is not, not really helping you especially if your goal is to lose weight and to maintain weight loss. So there are pros and cons to any diet you might follow because that's what fasting is. Fasting is a diet, right? It could be, it could be labeled as, as something that is going to change your life, something going to fix everything. But at the end of the day, it's a caloric restriction or calorie restriction. It's a diet. That's what it is. And diets aren't necessarily bad, right? What's important is understanding that Strictly promoting one diet as the end-all be-all really doesn't look at the entire human, really doesn't look at the entire individual and understand that every single person is different. So does the thought of eating one less meal sound easy for you? Cool. Do you love breakfast and find you snack more if you skip a meal? Great. Then don't try fasting. The thing to understand here is biohacking is never going to beat finding balance. Most research has shown that all health benefits of fasting are pretty much the same as any continuous caloric restriction. This can be achieved through health-promoting activities that don't require strict calorie counting either. Right? This is something that I don't think we think about very often. You have to remember, something is better than nothing, but balance comes before biohacking. Right? This, these are the things that I hope you can take away from this episode. I hope my experience sheds a little bit of light on it. I hope the, the research and the facts out there, uh, I hope I was able to help you have a better understanding about fasting, what it is, what some of the claims are, what they actually, the research actually says. Right, That's my hope with this. So if you found this episode helpful or interesting, do me a favor. Can you leave me a review? A five stars would be great. Uh, on Spotify, you can also review now too. I really appreciate it. It just helps, one, it helps people see more and hear more of these episodes. But two, it helps me figure out if what I'm doing is actually working for you. So above all else, I hope you have a great day and you go do great things because you can.